Hey guys, welcome to the Bone Soul Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Okay, so um, it's been a little bit here, so we've been super, super busy here. Um, it's been, um, honestly, I haven't even had a chance to uh, line up any more guests since uh, Tim Neville came on. <laughs> that was like three weeks ago. I can't believe it's been that long already, but uh, it's just so busy. People are so busy. Um, I'm so busy, and it's one of those things where it's just kind of taken, kind of taken a back seat. But um, this this episode is just going to be me. So if you don't like hearing me ramble on and, and mumble on and stuff like that, then uh, you can probably skip past this. But anyway, what I wanted to talk about, and it's not going to be a super long episode, I promise, is I wanted to talk kind of uh, back. I guess I originally was thinking about like saddle hunting. As far as you know, what what this what this episode is going to be all about, but it's going to be about just kind of what I found out at the end of last year, as far as uh, saddles and tree stands and climbing sticks and safety and that kind of thing. So it's going to kind of be like an all-encompassing kind of episode, and this is all 100% coming from my point of view, my experience, uh, what I like, what I don't like, and within my capabilities of you know doing what we do, climbing trees and uh, doing this kind of stuff. So. Um, I guess I kind of first wanted to start out with um, safety, tree stand safety, not even tree stand safety, uh, maybe like saddle safety, okay, because I'm still planning on running the saddle. I'm going to get into all this about, about reasons, you know, between saddle and tree stand and all that kind of stuff, but um, I've, I've done a video, it was a few years ago, about saddle hunting safety and backups and redundancies and that kind of stuff, so, you know, I am a firm believer in the one is none, two is one kind of philosophy, three is even better. And I put out a YouTube video like a few years ago about like saddle redundancy and and backups and things like that. And of course, you know, in in any time you put something out there like that, you know, you get the stupid comments from people that are like, well, why don't you just have a <clears throat> a trampoline under you know under under your tree, make it super safe, you know, I've never had a rope fail, blah blah blah. And I'm probably going to do another video, kind of like an updated version of that, because I was using some different ropes and stuff when I did that video, but. Um, you know when I'm when I'm when I'm in the tree when I'm climbing, not necessarily climbing when I'm actually in the tree when I'm at at height, I am hanging off of two ropes. Um, I know that these ropes are incredibly incredibly strong. They're super super strong. They're very very tough. Uh, but I have a hard time trusting anything that doesn't have a backup. So uh, the first thing I do, of course, is you know I've got two ropes that are pretty much like the same length. Okay. Now I'm using eight millimeter Oplox. This stuff is incredibly strong. Uh, I can't even. I'm not even gonna like list off all the the, the kilonewtons and this and things like that. Um, as, as far as as far as that goes, you guys can look that kind of stuff up. And <clears throat> the you know the whole point of this though is that you're using you're using like super super strong ropes that are made for climbing. There's even better ropes out there now. You know some people have kind of gone away from Oplox because um, they say they get a little too much fraying. Um, I agree with that. It hasn't frayed like too much for me, but uh, there's, you know, there's there's different ropes out there. There's better ropes out there, and you know we're not going to dive into that right now. But for me, I found that you know hanging in a tree and with off, off totally fine. And I use a Prusik knot. I use a Prusik. Uh, it's a hitch, really. I use a Prusik to hang off of. I don't I don't have like any of the mechanical ascenders or anything like that just yet. I still might get a, a Madrox safeguard, and we can get into uh, we can get into that a little bit later. But for you know. It, it, practical purposes for you know for the sake of this argument I'm I've always pretty much used a uh, a Prusik hitch now Prusiks of course are incredibly strong but they're hard to move right 
that's one of the things you got to deal with. Uh, you know, there, there's pros and cons. There's other hitches out there. I really like a Prusik. Uh, it's never really let me down, no pun intended. Um, but when I'm in the tree, I have a backup. Now, the backup is another identical 8mm rope. It's the same length. Uh, both of these ropes are about like 7 or 8 feet long or something like that. They've got a, uh, you know, a loop on the end of them, like a figure 8 on a bite kind of thing. And um, once I'm in, once I've climbed, depending on how I'm going to climb, I'll, pr I'll take out the other rope and I will hitch it to a second um, bridge. Now, I've also put a, obviously, a second bridge on my saddle. Not hard to do, tubular webbing. Uh, I believe I also have a video on that as well, how to, how to tie a, um, uh, a, a new uh, a bridge onto your saddle. And some people think this is stupid, I don't. Um, you know, all it takes is for one thing in that entire chain, one link in that entire chain, and you're gonna go down. Unlike a tree stand. Now, a lot of people, you know, in the saddle world, you know, like to like to tout that it's so much safer than a tree stand, and um, you know, whatever. I, well, yeah, uh, maybe because you're not like trying to balance or anything like that. You don't have a fall. You don't have any kind of fall to happen because you're already, you know, hanging there under, under tension. But to say that you're safer is a little bit disingenuous because in a tree stand, you are actually standing on a platform already. You're not falling, and then if you fall, then you have your harness to catch you, okay? Not not always such a great option either way. It's gonna kind of jolt you. It's not gonna be the greatest, but you know, you, you, you are actually standing on something that is, that, is, that is one step removed from hanging in a tree. When you are in a saddle, you are only that one step you are hanging in a tree. So if anything in that in that you know link in that chain, um, per, the proverbial chain breaks, you're going down. If something happens, if you fray, uh, you know your your knot comes undone. Let's say that you've that you've tied in with your uh, uh, let, let, let's say you've tied in a bridge or something like that. If that goes, you're going down. If something happens to your rope, you're going down. Now the chances of all this happening are infinitesimally small. Okay, so, but there's still in my mind if there's an if there's any any possibility that anything could potentially kind of sort of maybe happen well you know what I uh, I tend to you know kind of have like a backup for it so um, the reason I use those eight millimeter Oplux obviously is because it's so small it's very it's very tiny and I have it on me anyway um, because to get around you know when you're climbing let's say to get around branches and things like that or big knots or or wise you know like like if the, if the tree trunk kind of wise out or something like that you need a second tether right no matter how you're climbing whether you're climbing like one stick or if you're climbing just climbing sticks and uh, you're using you're using you know one of them as, as a lineman belt you already have a second one or you should already have a second one so you take that second one out you put it above the limb or the Y in the tree or what have you then you disconnect from the bottom right that way you're always connected to the tree and never disconnected so you always have I still have uh, you know two two tethers two lineman ropes what, lines linesman's ropes whatever you, whatever you want to call it at all times regardless so it's not like I'm carrying anything extra um, doing it this way I would care I personally would carry this stuff anyway the only thing extra that I'm adding is I've added an extra bridge to my uh, tether and uh, an extra carabiner right and I have one tether 
offset kind of longer than the other tether I'm um, sorry one uh, bridge longer than the other bridge so that the carabiners don't clang into each other uh, now I'm okay with this now some of you guys may want to play with your bridge lengths uh, for hip pinch and this that and the other it it's never bothered me I can have a super short bridge and I can have like a long bridge um, you know I have them just enough staggered so that, that they don't kind of crash into each other and make any kind of noise with uh, with the carabiner so um, that's that's you know that that allows me to basically hang off of two tethers uh, two tethers because the, the ropes they basically stack on top of each other and they're so thin that they act as like one big rope as far as like size you know wise it's, it's not any kind of um you know it doesn't get any uh, uh obstruction at all right it's, it's not in the way um they they pivot just fine they don't get in the way whatsoever they stack right on top of each other it's like one big one big thick rope so i have the peace of mind up there of hanging off of two versus just one um, even though the the chances of something happening are like so I mean I'd probably have a chance of getting hit by lightning five times in a row um, rather than something bad happening but again it's me if I have it with me anyway and I'm not carrying anything extra other than a carabiner um, then yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that so that's what I do so that is uh, my kind of backup in the tree now there's other backups in there you can you know if you're hanging off one of these ascenders or mechanical ascender type of things where you can put a uh, a backup prusik that kind of goes above not below because if something happens those those um those ascenders if you're hanging off like a rope man one or something like that or, or one of these um th those tend to break at the teeth meaning it breaks at the ascender um, if something should happen if you, sh you should fall and there's a big jolt and you get like some slack in it and there's a big jolt or whatever um they are going to break at the ascender, not necessarily below it. So if you're going to tie a kind of a, any kind of backup, you're going to do it above that ascending unit, ascender unit, with a prusik that has just enough slack in it to basically uh, to to hopefully tighten up and catch before the rope below it, which is broken, um, slides off. Right. So again, incredibly uh, <clears throat> rare, rare, rare. It probably never ever happens. I don't think I know of any time that that's 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 ever happened but again if you're going to do something like that there's there's backups out there so that's just something to keep in mind um if you are kind of new to this game and and i was a few years ago and i'm not going to say i'm the most experienced person in a saddle you know by far but i like to tinker and i like to do things i like to change things up i like to play with things and i like to basically go off of like worst case scenarios and have the simplest easiest um uh, methods, uh, you know, to be able to get myself out of a situation. So, uh, so, so that's one. Okay. So moving along. So if we are kind of in this whole saddle thing or, or climbing a tree thing, um, in, in mode of thinking rather, the other thing we got to think about is what happens if we drop a stick. And I don't care if we are climbing with three sticks. I don't care if you're climbing with a one stick setup. What happens if you climb if you if you drop your climbing stick? What are you going to do? How are you going to get down? Now it's not as bad as hanging, let's say, um, uh, in a in a safety harness like you know for for a tree stand, but in a saddle, right? You're a little bit more comfortable. Depends on the saddle, but you're still hanging there, and you need to find a way to get down. Now maybe the the stick got dislodged, or maybe it, it happened when you're um, you know hauling up your uh, you know if you don't take your backpack up with you or something like that or, or, or your bow and you're hauling it up and it's somehow hooked on the stick and yanked up on it and got it loose or dislodged or depending you know I, I don't know how how different um, attachment methods 
you have or how which ones are using right there there's so many of them but I've had sticks where they've kind of gotten loose and then they kick out and they kick out sideways just horizontal maybe they don't fall all the way down to the ground but they fall you know kind of sideways where you just can't quite reach your tippy toe on them because they're horizontal now um, if you're one stick climbing, there's always a possibility that you are going to drop your stick in between moves, right? You reach down, you you know, you yank up on the thing, you disconnect it, um, depending on what you use, if it's a cam cleat or something like that, and or it comes off the Versa button if you're using one of those, and you drop your stick. How are you going to get down? You need you need a foolproof method that's going to work, and it's going to it's going to work easily while you are under stress. Okay. There's so many other. There's so many methods out there that that, that can get you down, but you really, really need to practice, um, <clears throat> practice doing it now. So we're gonna break this down into, oh, I don't know. I didn't even count how many methods. We're gonna break this down into into a few methods. One of them, okay, is if you are climbing with something like a Madrock Safeguard, for example, and and your tether goes all the way down to the ground. Super easy. You just pull the lever and you go all the way down to the ground. Right on a controlled descent, grab your stick, climb back up. Now that would be like the easiest. Okay, if you're not using something like a safeguard or like an ascender, descender kind of unit, then you got to figure out how to get yourself down. Uh, and if you're going to have an, another rope with you, if you're going to have steps with you, that kind of thing. So, the first option that we're going to talk about is if you were carrying, let's say, two identical ropes. And let's say the ropes are not super long. They don't, one doesn't go all the way down to the ground. If you, in, in, in the uh, earlier uh, example I gave when um, I was talking about backups, let's say you have two identical tethers, uh, you know, and this is all assuming you have it with you. Let's just say you have your backpack strapped to your back, or if you climb with some sort of a belt pouch or something like that, uh, the, the key is to have any of these rescue devices like near you, right? So the first one, like I said, would be if you have, let's say, two identical tethers, seven foot long, eight foot long, what's, you know, whatever. You're not going to be able to get all the way to the ground with them, right? Obviously. So option one with this would be that if you're hanging off of one, well, you get the other, you get, you get the other tether out, put it around the tree, and then you make some sort of uh, foothold, right? And you need to make like a foot loop. You need to take stress off of the, off of the tether that you're hanging from somehow so the way you do that of course is, is do you need to like you know stand on something well you know if your stick is gone obviously you're not standing on your stick so how are you going to stand well again you take out that, that tether and learn how to tie you know some sort of loop a bowline knot is fantastic for this right tie a bowline knot it's really easy to do learn how to do it and then you know you can you can adjust it or, or tie it at the height let's say you got to practice doing this uh, tie it at the height where that you can get it around the tree and you can still get your foot in the foot loop and then you stand on the foot loop and then you take your pressure off the tether that you're hanging from and then while you're doing that a few inches at a time lower your tether then you'll lower yourself back into the you know into the tether where you're hanging off off you know your your, your saddle or whatever and then move your foot loop down several inches or a foot or whatever it is however many feet and then same thing stand up move your move your actual tether down sit back into your tether so basically you're taking tension off of one one rope and putting tension on another and then vice versa vice versa as you kind of like inchworm and shimmy down shimmy down the uh, the tree the real 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 key to this the most important thing again is to be able to do this while you're hanging to be able to get to your equipment while you're hanging and practice it know how to tie that rope 
know how to tie that 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 um, that that foot loop, or if you you know if you have a um, you know long enough rope, let's say you can you can even tie a figure eight on a bite, right? But just make it big enough so that you can actually have enough rope that you can get a hunting boot, let's say, through it. It's one thing to practice this in your um, you know New Balance dad shoes in the backyard. It's another thing to practice this with you know your you know size 11, size 12 lacrosse you know Alpha Burleys. It's different, right? So practice it make sure you know how to do it make sure that you can get to all your stuff and and have all of that stuff with you um <laughs> you know in the tree it does you no good when your backup rope or or rescue device or any of that stuff is down at the base of the tree because you were going to like pull it up later okay so the third option right let's say yeah, yeah first option would be if you're coming down with a mad rock second option would be if you're coming down with your actual tether um so a third option would again also be two different tethers. However, uh, this tether is a long one that goes all the way down to the ground and another shorter one that obviously doesn't go all the way down to the ground. So the way you would do this is let's say that you, uh, you want to stick up and you are like a repel person, right? You're going to repel down. And I've tried both, by the way. Um, I can one stick up and down. I can rappel up and down. If I repel, if I if I went up like higher than like I don't know 16, 18 feet or whatever, uh, rappelling definitely is the way to go. And like I said, I don't have something like a Mad Rock safeguard, but and, and I might shell out. For, uh, I might shell out for one, just so I can do a couple things. One, I can rappel down, and two, I can make quick little adjustments on my uh, tether height or tether length while I'm up there. I'm constantly, you know, lengthening it, shortening it, and it, it doesn't work very well with a, uh, with a Prusik knot. With a Prusik, it's very, very hard to do. But um, if you are the kind that wants to rappel down, you can do a couple things. Um, and, and if you don't want to do a, like I said, some sort of like rappelling device or uh, some sort of uh, ascender or descender device, a mechanical device, you can actually use a, a, a rappelling device or like a, I think it's a belay belay device, right? I don't know, I don't know the terminology, but like an, like a um, a black diamond ATC, for example, right? You hook that. Uh, learn how to use one. Obviously, we're not going to go through how to do that right now, but but you can use that to rappel with. You hook it through, uh, you know, your carabiner, but then you gotta you gotta carry that extra extra thing around. You gotta know how to use it. You gotta tie some sort of like backup to it. Um, you can also use a figure eight. It's called like a figure eight um, uh, descender, I believe, or belay device. Again, I'm not I, I'm not like super super hip on like the actual rock climbing uh, terminology, and I know the terminology gets mixed up back and forth. Um, they'll call uh, you know like a, a belay device a descender and a descender belay device. I I, I apologize if that's uh, if I, kind of what I'm doing right now, but. Um, Basically, they're, device, they're devices to kind of feed rope through something with friction to get you down. But uh, both of those devices, um, you need some sort of backup uh, friction hitch to back that up. We're going to get into that. If you don't want to carry around an extra one of these figurators or like an ATC or something like that, which can get kind of like, like clunky, I mean... The whole point of saddle hunting is supposed to be, you know, light, mobile, uh, but you, you can end up with like like a Batman belt versus, you know, f full of like just crap just hanging off you. Lots of ropes, lots of this, lots of that, lots of extra, you know, uh, things that can kind of, um, you know, clang around and, and things like that. And it kind of defeats the purpose. But um, you, can also de you can also descend with what's called a munter hitch, M-U-N-T-E-R. And you can go look how to do that. I have a video on how to do it with a munter hitch, um, just kind of how I, I set it up. And that only requires an extra carabiner. 
Um, it also requires all of these kind of descending um, uh, type devices though they require some sort of extra friction hitch like I said to help control your descent so that if the rope actually accidentally gets away from your hand you're going straight to the ground this rope this this friction will actually slow you down or catch you um, a prusik hitch is uh, way too tight for something like this it is not easy to once it's loaded it's not easy to move that's what makes it great and safe to hang from but if you're trying to descend, trying to take pressure off a, a, a Prusik hitch is a it's 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 a nightmare. So you'll most people tie what's called an auto block. An auto block is a type of friction hitch. And again, with that one, you need like an extra carabiner and a little extra uh, section of uh, section of rope, um, you know, to, to to feed it through and stuff. And uh, instead of tying, you know, let's say like a piece of cordelette, like a six millimeter cordelette or something like that, as a prusik, you're actually going to tie this as a um, you're going to tie it as a auto block hitch. Again, you can learn how to do this stuff. But long story short, you can descend down without using one of these mechanical descent. You just need to have the proper, uh, prop, you know, proper knowledge to how to use these devices, and also like a backup hitch, and they work fantastic. Now, I found personally, and I got a lot of hate for this. I, I, I did a, I did a video like, like about a year or two ago, saying, you know, why rappelling may not be for me, may may not be for you. You can try it, and of course, I got called all kinds of names under the sun, like you're an idiot, you don't know how, what you're doing, um, this isn't that complicated, you know, you shouldn't be in a tree, you know, whatever. Like YouTube, YouTube just is just awesome for that kind of you know, just positivity. But um, you know, I found for me that if I'm only one sticking up, like I'm making like three or four jumps. I can make three or four jumps, like movements rather. I can make three or four movements back down. Um, so by the time I do that and, and I'm down, I'm down. Now, if I rappel down, then I got to deal with like getting my rope out of the tree and, and, you know, dealing with all these extra friction hitches and things like that. It's really not that much for me, for me, I'm saying for me, okay, don't get all up in arms now. But for me, it's really not that much more. Um, uh, it's, it's about the same time, actually, as far as like, like time invested in actually rappelling down using one of these or um, or just, you know, one sticking back down. It's about the same time. Now, if I have something like a safeguard that, that completely blows that out of the water, you just go straight down and then you still have to contend with, of course, getting your, your rope out of the tree. I think my uh, thing froze up here. I'm sorry. If I stop talking, by the way, it's because my, my laptop is just doing, it's it's just so terrible. It won't even keep up with me just recording. So if there's a, a dead break, dead space in there, it's because um, I'm, I'm this close to shooting this thing. Uh, if I could afford another laptop, this, this, this would be a, a shotgun target. But anyway, so um, yeah, so there are options to get down. Okay, so figure that out. However, if you are going to get down, let's say you're hanging from, like if you're going to climb, and you got a long, you got a long tether and a short tether, I w and, and you're going to do like one sticking. I would most definitely climb with the shorter, uh, with the shorter one. Okay. Again, this is assuming you're not going to use some like a a, a safeguard or something, um, because the way to get down in that situation is let's say something happens and then you're hanging there. Okay, so then you get out your other your other rope and this this time. Your rope, your second rope is long enough to get down to the ground. That's the rope that you're going to tie around the tree. That's the one while you're hanging from your shorter one. That's the one you're going to tie a munter hitch in, or you know, hook up your your black diamond ATC, your figure eight, or what, something like that. And that's the one that you're going to um, descend 
down with because that one actually goes down to the ground. Uh, you are not going to be able to tie any of those hitches or any of those, uh, you know, you know, manipulate the rope in any kind of capacity if you're actually hanging from the rope um, that's long enough to go to the ground because it's taut, right? It's, it's, you, you need slack in the rope, lots of slack in the rope to be able to be able to tie these things. If you're hanging from it, there's no way you're going to be able to put these things in. So it does you no good to hang from the long, the long one that's going to get you to the ground if you're hanging from it. Okay, does that make sense? I hope so. Now, um, here's another problem though. No matter what, uh, you're still going to have to unweight the rope that you are hanging with in order to transition your weight onto the other, um, the other rope. Okay, so how do we do that? Uh, this leads me into option number four, I believe this would be. Hang on, I think my computer stopped recording again. I swear to God, I hate this thing. I so hate this thing. Okay, so um, option number four. No matter what, you are going to need to be able to take the weight of your body off of whatever you're hanging from. You need to, you need to introduce some sort of uh, uh, slack into that rope so that you can transition from one rope to another rope or, or, or do whatever it is that you need to do. So, so how do we do that? Okay, so there's, there's two ways. Well, first of all, um, let, me, let me clarify this a little bit. If you are going to transition and kind of like inchworm your way down from one rope to the other rope to the other rope, um, it's not a big deal, right? You can hang there, like I said, tie, you know, bring out your backup rope, put it around the tree, tie like a bowline knot on it, and then use that as a foot loop, of course, to stand up and, um, uh, to, you know, take the weight off the one you're hanging with, and then move it down, and then kind of inchworm your way down like that, right? Using your second rope as like a step, uh, like a little step ladder, like a little rope rope step ladder with one loop basically to, to, to unweight it. What I'm talking about is if you're trying to hook up your line onto something that, um, is going to go all if you're trying to hook up your longer tether that's going to go all the way to the ground that you're just going to repel all the way to the ground with instead of inchworming your way down if you're going to do this or if you only have one rope let's say and you can't get to your other rope uh, or whatever combination thereof um, the, the the best way to do this is to with you in your pack in your fanny pack in your backpack whatever you're going to climb with okay again you got to bring your rescue stuff with you okay and it is rescue stuff it's self-rescue um, you would probably be better off putting, you know, screwing in, um, like carrying like one screw in step. Now, I'm going to say, say this much. Public land, you're not allowed to use screw in steps, okay? Um, screw in steps, first of all, they're pretty damn, they're archaic, okay? I don't know why anybody still uses those things um, as like uh, in, in permanent, you know, situations or whatever. I still see them used on public land and it just freaking infuriates me. Um, but I mean, one slip, you know, and you're like, you're, you're goring yourself, you know, you impale yourself on those things. They don't really, you know, all, all that well. So I wouldn't even use, use those, um, even if they were legal, you know, to use on public land. However, in a self rescue situation, okay, having one, um, a screw in step, okay, legal or not, I'm going to get my ass down. I'm sorry. Right. I'm, I'm not going to, it's just, it's just for, it's just for, um, you know, emergency situations. But if I have to, I'm going to screw in that step. Um, and by the way, screwing in a, a tree, a tree, tree step isn't always all that easy, right? It depends on the bark, depending how cold it is. I mean, try screwing one of those things into, uh, into like, like a frozen bark tree in like late December. Okay. I mean, not that easy. However, it's better to have it than to not have it. And with this one, of course, you'd reach in, 
um, uh, you know, get it out, screw it in, and get one foot onto it again to try and use that as like a you know a step. Obviously, you unweight your weight, you move your tether down, you sit back down in your saddle, unscrew the step, repeat on your way down. You're basically one sticking you down, except you're not using a stick; you are using a screw in tree step. So, for me. Um, what I'm going to run with, I think, this year is I still would like to get a Mad Rock safeguard. Um, it'd be it'd be neat again, mostly because not just a, not just the ability to repel, um, but but more because, like I said, I make a lot of adjustments to um, you know my tether length when I'm when I'm hanging in the tree, and it's just really like uh, really hard to do it with a Prusik knot. I know there's other hitches you can do, uh, like a swabish or something like that, and and climb heist and and whatever. Um, I just don't want to deal with those. Um, I just, you know, they might be easier, they might be not, I'm not sure. But if you have like a mechanical ascender, like a Rope Man 1 or something like that, which if you have a thick enough rope, you know, fine, go ahead, use it. Um, I wouldn't trust it on Oplux. Uh, maybe I might try, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Maybe I might, I might personally might try it because I have a backup. I certainly would never climb with it. But once I'm at height and I have the backup um, tether around the tree, then uh, for, for, you know, for hanging off of and minor adjustments and stuff, I probably would use the, you know, the eight millimeter, even though it's way out of spec for that. But again, I have an actual backup, you know, good old fashioned knots and ropes uh, backup for that, right? I would never, ever, ever, ever trust that thing to, um, to hang off of, especially with eight, eight, eight millimeter. Um, I might use it because because uh, let's say I'm using it as a lineman belt, as a lineman belt, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would use, you know, I, I have no qualms about using eight millimeter Oplux with with a, a you know Ropeman Ropeman one. Again, not recommended. 100% do not listen to me. But I know a lot of people that do it. I personally would would kind of would do it because you're not putting that kind of load on it. You're not putting like a um, a vertical load. It's just, it's just a you know quick adjustment. Some people don't even like using the the um, the smaller kind of flimsier. Let's say it's it's a more uh, floppier rope than say like uh, I don't know like 11 millimeter. Um, uh, PMI or something like that, you know, which is a lot, st yeah, a lot stiffer, so that when you're climbing up the tree and, and you're using as a as a, um, a lineman belt, you can kind of flip that rope a little easier. I've never found it a problem to flip eight millimeter Oplex. It it works really fine, um, and anything I have with me kind of does like double duty, right? So I can use that as a lineman belt, and when I get up to height, I can use that as a second tether, uh, that sort of thing. But um, what, whatever whatever you decide to use. You know, um, make sure that you're safe with it. Make sure that you're that it's whatever you're using is is rated for the operation. You know that that you're that you're doing with it, right? So, well, like I said, I'm probably gonna just uh, try and get a safeguard because I do like make making minor minor uh, tether length adjustments. Uh, that way, you can kind of just you know yank up on that rope and pull yourself. Um, and then, of course, with the you know once you have that that one tightened the second one your backup then that has slack in it now so then you can you know once once uh, a prusik has slack um you can you can you can break that quote unquote break the knot a little bit and move that prusik up and down however you want but um it's kind of hard to do when they're both when they're both prusik so i'll probably have just a you know regular prusik on um uh, one tether and then on the one on the longer one the one that goes like straight down to the ground um, And I'm only gonna carry maybe like 20 24 feet of this stuff I'm not I'm, I, I don't carry like 40 feet of rope because I'm not getting that high um, Even you know again, I might be giving up uh, 
potential cover you know like if the, if the tree dictates that i be like 30 feet in the air well i'm sorry I, i'm not doing it I, I just don't feel comfortable that high um i'm gonna roll the dice and then take my chances but um so i'm only getting like you know 14 to 18 feet probably max in the tree anyway so i'm not carrying like 40 feet or rope no matter what i'm just prob gonna probably carry 20 i think it's like 20 24 feet um de you know depending on um and depending on the size you know the diameter of the tree of course uh you, you can always look down and see you know how far how far it is down to the ground when you're climbing and kind of make that decision but i'm probably going to just like i said have a have a safeguard whenever they come in stock i'm probably going to buy one um have a safeguard on that uh, longer longer uh, tether going all the way to the ground i'm going to climb with the shorter tether that way like i said i can transition to the longer one should something happen um and that's that's kind of gonna be gonna be my setup now um real real quick so moving on a little bit here with with um uh tree stands and uh and um tree saddles right so end of last year i ended up getting a novix helo because i thought well i'm not getting in all the situations that i want and i'm not getting in all the positions that i thought i could get into with the tree saddle so i thought well maybe if i go back to like a really awesome mobile tree stand that can be adjustable and all that stuff i can be in leaning trees and not be a, a plumb bob i'd have a relatively flat um you know level platform from which to do whatever i want to do um, which, you know, on a leaning tree, again, I've said this before, you, no matter what, gravity is going to win. So if you come off one side and, you know, you may be bracing yourself while you're hanging, or, you know, you're sitting there waiting, whatever, standing there. Um, but at the moment of truth, when you go to pick up your bow, and if you've taken any shots out of, out of these, out of these uh, stands, you know that as soon as you stop using those, those stabilizer muscles and you move at all with your legs or your arms or whatever, you're, you're just going to swing down. Okay, and it's going to be inc incredibly uncomfortable. Um, and I thought, well, maybe I can get rid of that with a tree stand. Well, I still can't, you know, I, I still don't like being farther away from the tree in a tree stand. Um, I'm doing much better with that, but I still don't feel comfortable, you know, way, way far out there. And with this one, when you're close to the tree, because the helo, I, I wish I'd bought an assault too, because it's a little bit wider. With the helo, it's so narrow, it's only 16 inches uh, wide at the widest. The cables rub on my, on my shins. Okay, on, on my on my lower legs, on my boots and stuff, and I feel like I'm kind of tripping over them. They make no, you know, they don't make noise, but they hook. If I'm wearing like um, my uh, my lacrosse, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, arrow arrowhead sports, right? They're not really hooking on anything, but if I'm wearing like my like regular hunting boots and they've got like the the eyelet hooks or whatever. I will catch those individual eyelet hooks on those on those on those cables, and it's it's really annoying. I really wish they were a little bit wider. I wish the tree stand was wider near the tree. Um, unfortunately, they, they don't they don't make tree stands like that unless unless you get like the bigger, wider, like full size uh, Novix Echo, which is the same as like the Lone Wolf uh, Alpha, basically, right? And I just don't want to carry something that big around. So, um, it, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try both, but I came to the realization that no matter what. I'm I'm not able to get into uh, situations or positions 100% of the time in 100% of the trees. So there are limitations with the tree saddle and there are limitations with the tree stand and it basically comes down to what do I feel more comfortable walking around in just for you know just just getting in deep and not lugging stuff around I hate lugging around tree stands I hate lugging around around the sticks I'm not gonna get rid of them I have three full-length hawk heliums with um, uh, aiders on them 
and I still have this Novix, and I'm not going to get rid of them. I'm, I might carry that for you know not long walks in. If I have, if I have a spot where I'm going to go, and I know the trees in there, and I know a certain spot I want to sit, I'm probably going to take that because I mean let's face it, nothing is quicker climbing a tree than just full length sticks. Okay, even you know with aiders, I have aiders on them, um, and it's super easy. You don't have to deal with uh, you know when you're one sticking up. Let's say if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, you know saddle hunt. If you're one sticking up, um, every every move you make, okay, again, if you are in any kind of like leaning kind of tree or twisting kind of curling kind of tree, you're the plumb bob. Every move, you're going to want to swing to the low side and you got to fight to get back up. It's a pain in the ass. I mean, yeah, you, 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 uh, you save a little bit on being easy to carry and be, you know, portable and not getting snagged on things and lightweight and all that stuff, but... You pay the price when you're climbing, right? I mean, the, nothing is easier than walking up and slapping on a full-length 30-inch stick and then climbing up, even with, you know, with aiders, too, especially, and grabbing the other stick and just climbing up, and it's super safe. And then, of course, if the if the tree, like, you know, gets a kink in it one way and a kink in it the other way, well, that's okay. You just kind of lay, you know, one stick in one direction, the other stick in the other direction. You can make, you know, it's like a, like, like a train almost, right? And you know, different train cars that kind of uh, articulate in, in, in between them. Well, that's what the sticks kind of look like, and it's, it's really easy to do. So there's really no faster way to get up. But carrying full-length sticks without a tree stand sucks. Um, with a tree stand, you have a nice, rigid, relatively flat surface, but a rigid surface on which to strap those uh, uh, sticks on. But if you're trying to carry, like, you know, st even if it's not full length, even just like regular, like climbing sticks, and you're trying to uh, to to strap those to, um, uh, trying to strap them to like a backpack. Well, a backpack is squishy. And you can't you constantly have to you know try and tighten them the right way. They don't flop over you know one way or another, top heavy, bottom heavy, left right. Um, it's tough keeping them like totally vertical. Um, then you got to keep the three of them together, you know, or, or four of them or, or or whatever. And it's it's just I know guys do it. It's just it's just not my thing, right? I I know some of you guys are sitting there going, boy, it's not that tough. Just just carry them, right? Um, that's fine, but it's not the way I want to do it. So I've resigned myself like, okay, if I'm going to carry the tree stand, I'm going to carry the three full length sticks. That's it um, with the aiders, and that's that package. And I'm going to strap that to my backpack, and I'm going to go. If I'm saddle hunting, I have built a one stick. Not complete yet. So my idea was to, you know, I kind of tossed around a few things, but basically uh, I ended up getting a beast, a beast stick, a 20-inch beast stick, the mini stick with the holes. And uh, then I ordered, uh, basically this ended up like, like a, a cheap, quote-unquote, relatively inexpensive idea, and I just get buying stuff for it, and it's just adding to the cost. But um, So I got the B-Stick, uh, super awesome, hate the buckle on the cam buckle on it. Um, it's, it's not as good as the, the Novix ones, I think, um, or the Lone Wolf or whatever. So I got rid of that one when I got a Harkin Cam Clean, right, from Eastern Woods Outdoors. And I got is it Harkin or Schaefer, I can't remember, one of the cam cleats. I got one of those and I got uh, um, Amsteel rope for it, right? Because I had that on the Ultimate One Stick that I had bought from them that I stupidly sold. I should have just kept that damn stick, it was amazing. Um, so anyway, I got that and it's, you know, nothing nothing beats, as far as one sticking goes, nothing beats the uh, ease of use of a, uh, of a cam cleat. And of course, I got the wire. I got the one-step wire rope aider, which I've yet to really try out in the woods. Um, I've always used the uh, um, 
uh, the, the the webbing aiders, and they're a little bit wider. And uh, you know, I, I know how they go. Plus, you can get like a two-step deal on that one. Uh, this is just like a one-step aider. I might regret that. I don't know. I might I might in the future end up with like a two-step aider for some reason maybe. But I got that, and of course I got the little pull-up uh, wire. You know, at the top, they can you know reach down and dislodge your stick and everything like that. It's amazing. The bee stick really really grips really well. I'm really really impressed with it. Um, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll just I'll just stand on top of the the the, um, the, the foot pegs, right? Because I've done it on on the um, hockey limbs before, and it really didn't bother me. But I didn't want any moving pieces. I didn't want any steps that folded that can kind of fold up on you or whatever, or move or clink or whatever. So, but what I didn't realize was that the bee stick. Um, they're not as wide. The steps they're not as wide as I was used to on the uh, the hockey limbs. They're, little, they're they're a couple inches shorter, uh, narrower. So again, I don't really have any time in the tree with this thing standing on them. I have I basically you know went up like you know strapped it to the tree and kind of and went up like one you know one not even one jump basically. I'm like you know three four feet off the ground or whatever. Um, and I don't really have a lot of time in them. Of course, like the, the, the foot pegs are a little more aggressive too. Uh, I was wearing tennis shoes. It's going to feel different with boots, but still. And I'm thinking I might just go back to, um, and I, I've, I've, I've reached out. I don't know I don't know if he's still in, in business or not. I hope he is. Uh, you know, Zach, Zach Snyder from uh, Artisan Outdoor. I had that, that platform originally on a one stick that I built with my Hockeyliums way back uh, a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. And... I, you know, the, the problem wasn't the platform. The, pl the problem was the kind of the flimsiness of the Hockeyleum stick. And again, they're not meant for what we're trying to do with them. They're meant to just climb up straight up and down, right? They're not meant to hang off the side, push sideways, twist. And of course, you get some twisting in there. You get some bending in there. And it would, you know, it, it just wasn't that solid. But I think with the B-stick, it's way more solid. It's, it's you know, it's one-inch square tubing. Um, the standoffs are a whole lot better, so I'm thinking I might just use that platform. Now, having used the UP platform, the ultimate platform on the ultimate one stick, um, it really didn't give me anything really uh, that I wasn't getting with, with any other platform, to be honest. Yeah, the little wings uh, are really nice to kind of kick off sideways, but even still, with me, when you kick off sideways, you're still in situations where you're fighting gravity. It's really not helping me. So again, resign myself that there are shots, there are certain shots and certain positions around the tree and certain trees that, that I can't do, and that's fine. Um, I'm trying to, you know, I, I, now that I've done, you know, the like the bomb diggity one stick, ultimate stick and all that stuff, and then tried like the cheaper versions and stuff, I've, I've, I've kind of seen like what the weak points are between, you know, is it the platform, is it the stick, is it the strapping method, is it the climbing method, is it whatever, and I've kind of whittled away um, the things that I don't like and I'm trying to incorporate all the things that I do like so I think that you know platform I know it's like um, it's not the newest and latest and greatest there's a lot of stuff out there but I really liked it it was it was compact enough had more than enough foot room light enough and um, yeah if I can if I can get a hold of them uh, it says sold out on the website I don't know if he's, he's still making them or not but um, maybe you guys can kind of clue me in to see to see if he is or not but i i kind of want to do that one plus it's a cheaper platform it's about like 60 70 bucks or something like that so um otherwise i might get one of the other platforms on top i don't know that's going to be like another 100 and 130 bucks i really don't want to do that um maybe get a like a wider top step or something like that because again i don't mind standing on a top step i just need that step to be kind of wide enough that i'm not you know super cramped and um uh 
so aggressive that it's like like digging in and like wearing away my uh, uh, soles of my boots, you know, just just kind of um, during during a saddle hunt. So anyway, so that's gonna be I think going into September, going into into deer season this year. That's gonna be gonna be my setup. I'm I'm excited to be back to the whole um, you know kind of one stick thing, really light. Um, it's gonna you know. I, I, I know what I'm doing now with it and I know what I like, what I don't like. And like I said, I've kind of incorporated the things that, that I do and whittled away the things that I don't. And I'm pretty excited about it. Not going to get rid of the, the Novix because at least I say that now, I don't know. But I mean, when you get rid of something, like, you'll never get it back for the same price. I mean, I bought this for like 209 bucks or whatever with a discount code. Um, it was like 230 delivered or something like that. They're like 339 now. So there's no way in hell I'm getting uh, an, another tree stand like this, or even like a Lone Wolf Assault 2, right? Which I would really, you know, instead of this, I would really like like that one because it's, it's the same weight. Um, it's just a little bit wider. It's like 18 and a half inches wider. And I know that um, the cables don't rub on that one. So, but anyway, that's that's kind of beside the point. So if I sold this, I would never, re, you know, get what I want for the for for the same amount of money because everything's just so much more expensive now. So I'm just gonna hold on to it, and if I use it, I use it. If not, well, I mean, I'll have it, and then you know we'll see going forward. So I'm pretty excited about this beast beast stick, this Franken beast stick that I'm that I'm kind of putting together. It seems to uh, seems to work really well. Um, so far, like I said, only uh, you know what one or one or two steps high in the tree at this point. But uh, uh, you know, it's 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 super well built, super sturdy. It doesn't kick out. Um, the, the the tree standoffs are really 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 aggressive, and uh, that's that's really really you know what I, what I like as far as like not flexing, not moving, confidence inspiring. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good. So of course, obviously, stay tuned to uh, later in the season or you know later before the season here and we'll see what my uh, final final uh, configuration is going to be whether I do end up getting that that safeguard which I would really like um, or or whatever so anyway uh, that's about it I know I said I was going to go too long we're about 45 minutes here so I'm probably going to cut this one short over here so I do have a bunch of guests kind of uh, you know all kind of in uh, in the air as far as like juggling times and all that stuff and it's uh, it's just been really kind of difficult trying to um, get everyone's uh, schedules organized with mine and synced up with mine and all that stuff so there's more coming so sorry about that and I know it's been like almost a month but and you had to listen to my voice after all that but um, just thought I'd give you guys kind of just a couple things to think about with safety and climbing methods and um, and, and things like that so if you're going to do anything I would definitely start looking into that now I would start tinkering with your uh, equipment now it's July well I started recording this the other day but it's July 1 as I'm finishing this and um, if you you know are gonna get something order something whatever you guys know anything hunting related bows strings arrows broadheads get them now do it now sort out your stuff sort out your kit and in that way if you need to exchange things or send things back or something doesn't fit or if you don't like it or you're just waiting for it to come because everything is delayed of course um, <laughs> then you know then you're not going to be scrambling come uh, come you know the day before the opener so anyway uh, if you like this episode please like share and subscribe I really really appreciate it if you go and find uh, Apple is it Apple Podcasts I think they call it now instead of iTunes or whatever but go find that and leave a uh, you know five star rating is really really great uh, appreciated leave a, uh, a comment if you will uh, the algorithms really really love that so um, and of course, check out the Bowhunting Soul podcast or uh, Bowhunting Soul YouTube channel, rather. Uh, lots of good videos out there. I'm putting more stuff out 
every day, well, not every day, but every week probably, every other week, and then um, of course Instagram where you can you know, follow up on the other stuff. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.